Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Librocube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Librocubicalist. Today, my friends, is Movie Monday. You're going to want to move over Monday just slightly. Uh just enough so you don't smell that disgusting burp, as well as make a little room for movies. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. The reason that I say that is that there will be spoilers, and I don't want you thinking there will not be spoilers for the reason that there is spoilers. Do you see my reasoning here? I hope you do, because we're going to move on to item number something that I say at the top of every show, which is, if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. <laughs> no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes as that is what helps others find the podcast. <laughs> I laugh at that because uh, it's my birthday coming up in the next some while, next month anyways. I don't know when this is going to be posted, so I'll just say in the next little while. And uh, I said that anyone who I have invited to my little birthday shindig, and I do mean little, who gives me a uh, nice five-star rating within iTunes for the podcast, gets a free drink of their choice. How about them apples? Bribery at its finest. So if you see a bunch of ratings, I should specify within the Canadian iTunes store, appear suddenly. That will be why free drinks were offered. Uh, to our friendly neighbors to the south, the Americans, I will say thank you very much for all your kind reviews and ratings. Part of the reason that I bug about that is that within Canada, I only have three goddamn ratings, which is where I am, which is where all my friends and family are, which is where apparently not a lot of podcast listeners are. Sadness. Sadness. So uh, you need five ratings in order for your average to show up within the iTunes store, as it does if you are in the U.S. of A., and look for my podcast, you will see it has an average rating of five stars out of five stars. Thank you. Thank you. Within Canada, no average shows up, because there's only three ratings. What the fuck? What the fuck? That's a genuine what the fuck. If there has ever been a genuine what the fuck, that, I believe, deserves it. Getting better, I better move on to... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, to today's sponsor, which is... Hit Girls Women's Self-Defense Course. Once again, today's sponsor is Hit Girls Women's Self-Defense Course. Kick ass. Yeah. Today's theme... Oh, wait. Hey, wait a second. I just realized that our sponsor 
and the theme of this episode are intertwined in some fashion. That is something. This is a movie Monday episode in which I have brought back all of, all of them. All of the movies within a movie franchise. The franchise being, of course, Kick-Ass. In which there's actually only two movies, so uh, it wasn't too hard to do. So, mm, a half pat on the back. That's just a half of one. I had seen the first one, um, but then realized like a week or so ago that I hadn't seen the second one yet. And realizing further that I did like the first one, I thought to myself, hey, it's been a while, why don't I watch them both? As I quite often do when a new movie and a franchise comes out and I haven't seen the previous movies in a while, usually I'll watch the whole thing from the beginning. Because that's how my brain likes things, okay? Okay. If you are unfamiliar with this movie franchise, the star of the show, or rather movie, is a man by the name of Dave. He's a young teen boy. A young teen boy. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, it's got kind of, in a lot of ways, a sort of almost typical teen movie feel to it with the addition of super, super violence. So, I enjoy the odd teen movie, and I enjoy the super violent movies, so when you put them both together, it's going to have enjoyment for me. Uh, something interesting about this actor who plays this character, who I realize I have not written down, his name that is, uh, I checked out his IMDB page, and he's not really done too many movies. He's done Kick-Ass 1, Kick-Ass 2, and uh, that's almost it. There was a couple other where I think he had kind of small parts as a younger man. So, uh, oh yeah, I have not written down his name. That is, of course, the name curse that has caused me to either not write down or not remember his name, both in this case. He's got kind of that uh, little bit of a loser, little bit of an outcast, not, uh, not a jock, maybe not a nerd, maybe a geek, if, if you can make a distinction between nerd and geek, which I kind of think you can, and he's just kind of floating through life. Until one day, because he is a comic lover, decides that, hey, I, if I can't be a superhero, for the reason that superpowers don't exist, at the very least I can be a hero and dress up and go out and fight crime, he gets uh, an outfit of some sort. <laughs> Never really explained why he chose this outfit or what it actually is or where he bought it. But uh, if you've seen either the comic that this is based on or these movies, you know what I mean. Like, what is that thing? What, what's the deal with it? Like, usually with an outfit, there's perhaps a theme of some sort. But this is just green and yellow themed. Anyways, not to poo-poo it too much, but a little poo on it. His first time out goes basically horribly awry. He sees two dudes who are busting into a car. Two dudes who, uh, I guess, coincidentally, question mark, previously had robbed him, mugged him, him and one of his uh, buddies. <laughs> that was kind of amusing because it's like, what, is there just two bad guys in this whole city? Anyways, suspending my disbelief, not only does his attempt to stop them end with getting stabbed, but also getting hit by a car, the uh, the hidden the hitter then speeds away. So a little hit and run action, which always seems very cowardly to me, the act of a hit and run. So he's basically busts up pretty good. Uh, now this is 
perhaps further suspension of disbelief, and that is this accident, or perhaps perhaps more accurately, series of accidents, has made his nerve endings not work so well, so can't really feel pain. He can to a certain degree, I suppose, but uh, there's a sort of scene to emphasize the point early on where he's hit on the back with a, a cafeteria tray and basically doesn't feel a thing. That kind of idea. That combined with uh, a lot of his bones were broken and he's got a lot of metal in his body. Sort of uh, Wolverine-like. Now, the suspension of disbelief I think you're going to have to do here is that if your body had this much metal in it for the reason that it was broken apart so well, uh, I think the odds of you even being up and walking around are friggin' slim to none. So the odds of you going out and being physical and fighting others, I think that's not going to happen, no matter what has happened to your nerve endings. But still, it's a movie, and although I crave scientific accuracy in all of my movies, I don't need it 100% of the time, it just perhaps, perhaps takes out some of the enjoyment. And that, I don't think, is something that everyone has, I'm just a weirdo. So, what does he do in this state? He gets back on that, that horse once again, with the thought that, well, at least now if he gets beat up, he won't be able to feel it. And he does get beat up pretty good his first time out again. However, he does manage to save a guy from a gang of thugs. And this gives him that sort of boost in morale. And he thinks, you know what? Yeah, this is something I can do. He gets that rush of adrenaline and realizes this is the life for him. Step number whatever we're on, he decides that with the sort of impetus of his girl friend, I put, a, I put a pause between those because it is a girl who is his friend. Not only friend-zoned, but gay friend-zoned. This girl thinks he's gay, and he decides to play along for the reason that he can be close to her. Now, sometimes I, I think I've seen this in movies or TVs and things like that, and sometimes it doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Like, if you're so non-sexually threatening that there's no way you're going to get with this girl anyways, at least if you're pretending to be gay... The possibility exists, it seems, in these fictional things, that you may get to see her naked. You may get to rub her body with oils, because apparently, if you are a woman and have a gay friend, sometimes you have them rub tanning oil on you. Sometimes. Sometimes they help you dress, uh, and you get to see them naked and things. Although, is that better? Are you then so sexually frustrated that it's worse? I don't know. So it's a whole Catch-22 situation going on there that's... Uh, I don't know what I would choose. I don't know what i choose. But as well, you know what? How about this? Just choose gay for the reason that you could always later say that you weren't gay. But then they're going to freak out. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know what to say. Let's drop that. For the reason that I don't have an abundance of time. I'm hoping to get this done before I get to home. Anyways, this girl... And again, this wasn't explained very well either. Does she have a pimp? <laughs> I don't really get what happened there. But there's this sort of badass guy who's bug bugging her. In a, and this guy has the feel of being a pimp. But this is like a high school girl who's like very sort of, um, I don't know, classy? No, not classy, but like religious? Uh, I don't know. She, she's just not whore-like, let's say, if, if I can use that expression. So uh, he goes to confront this guy and shit goes awry there. Luckily, he is saved. Saved by who? 
Well, a couple of real heroes. Not super, still, because one thing I do kind of like about this movie is it is taking place basically in our universe in the sense that there's no such thing as superpowers. So uh, the people in the form of Hit Girl and Big Daddy, played by Nicolas Cage, uh, playing Big Daddy, and uh, Chloe Grace Moretes, playing Hit Girl, are super, super badass, hero-y in the sense that they're stopping criminals, but not in the sense that uh, they're sort of stopping them and then giving them through to the police. They're stopping them in the sense of killing them and maiming them and incredibly violent acting actions on them. Their sort of backstory is that Nicolas Cage was a cop at one point and uh, was framed for drugs or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly. And sent to prison. Oh my. So while in prison, his wife was killed. So he sort of vowed revenge uh, along with the thought of not abiding the law for the reason that it had betrayed him. So, yeah. Now, Kick-Ass has the, I guess, opportunity to be in league with these two, but uh, doesn't do so for the reason that he's he's kind of scared. Uh, rightly so, after witnessing what Hit Girl did to all these guys that were surrounding this pimp dude, involving knives and guns and things. Much, much blood. Much, much uh, CG blood, which uh, kind of disappointing. I, I think blood in movies is one area where you're going to want to use practical effects and not CG effects for the region that the reason that CG effects are very, very obviously fake when it comes to blood. Or at the very least, they haven't figured out a way how to make it at all realistic. Okay, also, almost a sort of secondary story, it comes in the form of Red Mist, who is the son of a evil sort of mafioso type uh, the evil mafioso type, who was the one who uh, sent Nicolas Cage to jail through framing him, who killed his wife. The reason he has taken this Batman-like path for vengeance. He is also getting his quote-unquote superhero on in the form of Red Mist and wants to team up with Kick-Ass. Oh, which I should say is the name of Dave's hero alter ego, Kick-Ass. It's the name of the movie, yes. Uh, oh shit, I didn't write down his name either. Anyways, he uh, is played by uh, McLovin from Superbad. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think McLovin from Superbad, this is the second time where I have forgotten to write down his actual name and has just called him McLovin from Superbad. So for that, double apologies, I do believe. He's trying to get uh, Kick-Ass... Well, it's kind of a strange situation. He wants to be his friend. He kind of uh, is enjoying the the fellow hero lifestyle. But he also wants to get love and adoration from his father. So he's using all this to trick Kick-Ass into, uh, I guess, capturing him and killing him. Oh, my. Which is what happens. In fact, Kick-Ass captured, Big Daddy captured, and are both... um, put in front of a webcam where they're going to uh, broadcast the unmasking of Kick-Ass. Oh, baby. What actually happens is that uh, they're beaten the shit out of by the henchmen of this evil dude. Big Daddy beaten and also lit on fire and dies. 
which is like the worst way to die. And Nicolas Cage acting plus being on fire. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that might work its way into the title of this episode. Nicolas Cage acting plus being on fire. Equals... Mm, question mark? Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know. We'll think about that. This sets it up for Hit Girl to come in to save the day, as she does. Then, further setting up of needing revenge for the death of Big Daddy. So, uh, this is a very, very cool series of events where Hit Girl and Kick-Ass have to uh, infiltrate the evil, evil mafia guy's uh, penthouse headquarters. Because I'm just about at home and don't have time to get into it, I will say that's probably the highlight of this movie is, is that section and all that happens within for the reason that some of the best sort of action sequences combined with music and a couple of laughs as well. I love, uh, I love the odd laugh in an action sequence. Uh, I would say that action sequence in this movie, 5 out of 5. The movie as a whole, uh, I'm going to bring it down to 4... Four out of five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a solid four out of five. If you have not guessed, I have been unable to fit in both Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2 on this one drive home. So uh, we'll do Kick-Ass 2 tomorrow on my drive into work. No big deal. My plans cannot come to fruition 100% of the time because that wouldn't be fair to everybody else. Right? Right. Oh, uh, you know what? This means I do get to use my uh, infrequently used transition of the non-work variety. I actually kind of forget what it was. Anyways, I'll, I'll push a button, and it will play now, and then uh, I'll be back to talk of Kick-Ass 2. For me, it will be many hours. For you, it will be, well, many seconds in terms of seconds. Yep, a shit ton of milliseconds, if you want to go there. Do you want to go there? I hope you do. Back in a moment. This is the middle of the podcast. Beautiful friend. This is middle. My only friend. The middle. Kick ass. <coughs> Kick ass. Duh. Which is, of course, French for two. Perhaps you prefer. Kick-Ass Dos, which is um, Spanish for two, I do believe. Although here in Canada, we don't uh, really have much uh, use of the Spanish language so often. Whereas French, we do a little more. Thus concludes the Liberal Cube um, language talk. <laughs> language talk. Oh boy. I'm still sick, if you cannot tell. Uh, it's been uh, about a week now. And I feel dumb. I feel like this sickness has sucked any intelligence I once might have had out of me. But it does give me a sexy voice, so it's all worth it. This is like uh, the first kick-ass. However, many more uh, kick-asses in the sense that there's quite a few heroes in this one. Whereas in the first one, it was just kick-ass and I guess on some degrees red mist. Whereas here, it's kick-ass... Um, and a whole wide range of fellow heroes. I, I keep almost saying superheroes, but, but I, I think super 
indicates that they have special powers, which none of these folks do, so I do not say it. You feel me? Yeah, feel me. This is uh, some years down the road, and Hit Girl is now allegedly attending high school as a sort of normal young girl. She, in fact, is showing up at school, being dropped off by her adoptive father, who was a cop friend of uh, her dad, Nicolas Cage, a.k.a. Big Daddy. And then uh, as soon as he pulls away, she's getting a cab and then um, heading to her lair, I guess you could call it. Yeah, let's just call it a lair. And then getting her train on as far as killing and stopping crimes and things of that ilk. Kick-Ass, a.k.a. Dave, hasn't been kicking ass. Has just been going through the average everyday struggles of a, a teen boy about to graduate high school and he's kind of feeling what is the point of everything i'm bored as hell i need a little action so says hey hit girl train me i have just realized that there's not really no no there is there is maybe it just wasn't as blatant as it used to be back in the 80s a uh, a training montage yeah you gotta have a good montage Hell, you gotta have a bad montage. You know what? I think when it comes to montage, I prefer a bad montage to a good montage. I want, like, just ridiculous, doesn't make any sense montage. That is the montage I'm looking for. Kick-Ass sort of, uh, I guess, sees on the news and the word on the streets is that there are others like him, people dressing up with the thought of fighting crime. People such as Donald Faison, huh? who you may recall from the television show Scrubs, uh, which I was a big fan of, uh, him also, in particular. I don't know about in particular, but this dude, in every uh, interview I've ever seen of him, you can tell he's one of those guys who is actually, factually funny in real life, so uh, I always appreciate that. His hero alter ego is Dr. Gravity, which he admits is just sort of totally made up. Uh, basically, his power is that he has a baseball bat <laughs> and can hit people with it. Uh, Lindsay Booth plays Night Bitch. Lindsay Booth, uh, I had to look her up because I did recognize her. Oh, I did write down where she was from. She is just stunningly beautiful, this Lindsay Booth, Booth lady. So, uh, yeah, check her out. Why don't you? Yeah, check her out. Oh, uh, the sexy voice got creepy there. Apologies for that. There's a couple others, but I think the the one that we all know is Jim Carrey. Yeah, he plays uh, Colonel Stars and Stripes. Sort of a little bit of the ringleader, uh, just in the sense that he's the one who sort of brought all these people together for the reason of stopping evil. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll mention it now because this is bound to come up in any talk of Kick-Ass 2, and that is the fact that uh, Jim Carrey filmed this movie and then refused to do any sort of press for it for the reason he felt it was too violent. Uh, I like Jim Carrey, but uh, this is a very, very strange thing to do for the reason that you were in the movie, you read the script, presumably you read the script, you didn't just show up and they told you what to say. You, I hope, saw the first movie, which was very, very violent, with its, as I mentioned already, uh, CG blood. So how did you not know this would be a violent movie? What was this movie? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm curious. What was this movie rated? It should not be... Uh, it should be rated R, guaranteed. If, it, if it's rated R, what's your beef? If it's not rated R, then maybe there's a little beef. 
because there's lots of swearing and things that usually would indicate an R rating, so I don't know. Oh, you know what I did? Oh, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, instead of writing down, or not writing down, and just saying, the guy from Superbad, a.k.a. McLovin, I've actually written down his name. And it is Christopher Mintzplaz. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe I'll spell his last name. It's a hyphenated name. M-I-N-T-Z hyphen P-L-A-S-S-E. Mintzplaz? Okay. He has um, not learned his lesson from the first one. Um, he's been sort of held up with his mother because she won't let him leave the house because he doesn't want... She doesn't want him going all red mist again, so he is pissed off. Pissed off for that reason? Pissed off that his father was killed by kick-ass and hit girl? Just pissed off in general. He's uh, kind of a little emo, I think, is a way to look at it. So, when he accidentally kills his mother, <laughs> she's in a uh, uh, tanning booth, and he's sort of kicking it and yelling at her, and then that fries her. All right. Uh, he decides that, you know what? No more Mr. Nice Guy. No more, Mr. E, 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 E. Oh boy, that was bad. <laughs> he decides he's going to be a super villain. But again, let's take out the super. There's no super power. He's going to be a villain. Going by the name of Motherfucker. See, look at that. He says Motherfucker repeatedly, because that's his name, over the course of this movie. That's, uh, I think, in a PG-13 scenario, you're allowed one F-bomb. I'm pretty sure I've heard sort of things like that, but this has many MF bombs, so it's got to be rated R. I'd be very surprised if it's not. I'll tell you what, Jordan, look at what this is rated, and if it's not rated R, put a shocked sound right here, like, <clears throat> like that, okay? Okay. So, the motherfucker, as we will call him now, wants revenge, and... <clears throat> I suppose you could say that, like Batman, his superpower is having a lot of money. Yeah, his father was a rich mafia guy, so he's still sort of within that realm. He decides he's going to build an army of evil, again, not supervillains, but villains. Yay. <coughs> Folks, I'm going to build an army of breakfast as I stop and get some. <laughs> nice segue there, Jordan. Good one. I will uh, edit, edit, edit this out and be back in a moment. Editing, editing, editing. On the road again. Road again. Wow, that was uh, the extended On the Road Again remix. Thank you for that voice box. So now we got a band of do-gooders and a band of evil-doers. <laughs> Gooders and doers. That's good. And do. So, uh, obviously, we're, we're just setting it up now for a showdown between the two of these groups. That is all... The, the, the sort of all... <laughs> obvious uh, way in which this movie heads... And I like it. I, I love a, I love a showdown between good and evil giant bands of. If it's just one on one, that could be interesting. But I love when it's many a many a many and not mono a mono. <laughs> yeah.
I think on the bad evil side, the worst, the most you would not want to go against a bad guy uh, comes in the form of actually a girl, a Russian woman who is a giant and um, horrifying. And I'm surprised it didn't give me nightmares. Probably, if I watched this movie in the dark, I would have had nightmares. But, uh, you know, just of this woman alone. Definitely one of the... Uh, Evilish, evilish. This is most evil uh-huh. uh, Russians within a movie ever. She's got kind of that uh, uh, Drago feel from the Rocky films, a little bit, but eviler. One of the first steps that evil takes in this war is to kill Jim Carrey. What? Yeah, that's a uh, pretty, uh, pretty sad. You know what? I'll be one hundred percent homage with you. And that is, it was less sad for the reason that I knew of his stance in this movie. Yeah. Is that uh, wrong of me to have that thought? That because he didn't care for this movie, that they killed him within the movie, kind of didn't make me as sad as it would have otherwise? No, I think that's a normal thought. (laughs) If I ever do have normal thoughts, that may be one of them. Final showdown takes place at Motherfucker's Evil Lair. It's, uh, you know, he's got some money. It's in the process of of being cool. Maybe not quite there yet. And he's built a sort of sizable army. Kick-Ass and Hit-Girls show up to kick-ass and hit girls, specifically Russian ones. Uh, That was a cool fight, actually, between Hit-Girl and the giant Russian woman, just for the reason that it was a little unexpected how easily this Russian woman beat the shit out of Hit-Girl. Like, uh, it was almost no competition, which is strange to see from the, uh, I guess, hero of your movie, or one of. Yeah, so Hit Girl's basically done in. Maybe not dead, but about to be. She has within her hand uh, what Big Daddy used to call the last resort, which is a syringe filled with we don't know what yet. She pulls that out and is about to uh, inject herself. This, I kind of like this part, actually. The Russian woman sees this and says something like, What, you think you can inject me? Oh, God, that's a bad accent. You you think you can inject me with this and it will kill me? Ha, 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 ha. No, I inject you. And then she injects it into it, girl. That was a horrible, horrible Russian accent. I should have the uh, Mrs. on to do her uh, Svetlana accent because that's a... Uh, both spot-on and scary. Anyways, the Russian woman then injects Hit-Girl. Turns out it's just adrenaline. I thought it was going to be something cooler than adrenaline. Like, uh, I thought even as cool as maybe uh, it was some sort of super soldier formula that uh, would then give Hit-Girl superpowers and would finally have a friggin' superhero within the superhero movie. But no. Just adrenaline. She then uh, kicks the Russian woman's ass by uh, using glass and things. Good. The battle between Kick-Ass and Motherfucker was just kind of two dudes fighting, so it's kind of hard to make that super interesting. And again, uh, to sort of indicate that this movie is not for kids, and it has very, very dark turns within it, is the fact that uh, Motherfucker dies at the end. Yeah. Eaten by a shark. Which I think is a kind of a good takeaway from both of these kick-ass movies, is that they are much, much darker than you think. That's probably the reason that I like them so much. Like, I'm going to give this one 
Uh, a four out of five as well. I, I think they're both four out of five movies. Uh, I, I don't think they're five out of five movies. Maybe Kick-Ass 2... No, no, we'll stick with four out of five. Four out of five. Uh, yeah, what I was saying is, don't look at the art of this and say, yeah, let's show this to my kid. Don't look at the cute little kick-ass name and, and hit girl and, and things like that and say, yeah, my kid would like this. Uh, probably not something your kids should see. Unless you're sort of of that mind that's exposing your kids to violence will desensitize them to violence? No. That's a weird stance to take. One way in which I kind of don't think that is a weird stance is with horror movies. Uh, I watched horror movies from a quite young age, and for that reason now I can watch any horror movie, and virtually none of them scare me ever, which I guess is kind of not good either, because that's what they're for, and they're not doing their job. Every once in a while I'll see a scary one, which you, you know which ones I'm talking about if you follow along on my Movie Monday episodes. But uh, I have at least one or two friends, I definitely one I can think of, who uh, can't watch horror movies, and probably the reason is that she didn't when she was younger, so now she still can't. you got to get a little uh, desensitization in there, right? Right. Folks, that was an episode. There is no denying it. You can't, you can't look at me and say that wasn't an episode, because it was. Was it a good one? I don't know. I will let you be the judge. What will perhaps sway you is if I say... It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper